0: This is such a good topic, and one that is near and dear to all of our boobs and bottles, hearts, boo- hearts. <laughs> <laughs> I was stoked to
1: have today's guest on. Um, she is an expert, and th- that's the other good thing that is that she isn't just like an advocate, right? She she knows her shit. Trained, Mm -hmm. she knows her shit. Um, so it was a really cool chat. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to lots of moms feeling validated.
0: After yes, me too. And I wish I had had I knew about her when I was going through same this. Same, same.
1: Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. And I'm going to joined motherhood wellness expert, Allison from the honest peach and pelvic floor and women's health expert, Dr. Marcy at the down there doc, as they do a deep dive into all things, hashtag mom, they add professional expertise, humor, truth, their own experiences and host expert guests to discuss what the hell is happening during motherhood
0: and how to prioritize your health as a mama. You'll find zero tips on potty training, but we'll learn all the tips on putting yourself and your health and well-being first among pea field cheats and rage cleaning. It's all about motherhood, vaginas and everything in between. hashtag no no ma ma love. Love behind. And we back and we back. Here we are. That was
1: my moment. And I... I ruined it? No, I blew it. Oh. Yeah. What did you do? What were you wanting to do? Sing the song that I was trying to (laughs) sing, but turns out I only know those very few lyrics. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi, moms. What's up, mamas? We
1: are here today with a really great episode.
0: Yeah. Um... I think we say that about every episode, though. Well, it's not a lie. It's not a lie. Yeah. What are we gonna say? Like, this is a shitty. Here's a terrible. (laughs) Or even just here's a mediocre one. Yeah. Okay. Like
1: it wasn't our best.
0: Yeah. But it's fine. No, no. This was a very
1: good one. Um, which we will introduce her in a second. But first, Marcy and I just want to talk about how. We've been together this weekend and it's just crazy that any mom we meet, you've said this before, Marcy, the story is the same. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we met some moms this weekend and it just really validated why we're doing this work because like on my side, we met a mama who had really, really terrible intrusive thoughts Um, And didn't really understand like the nature of intrusive thoughts. And Mm -hmm. so she really was feeling a lot of shame about it. Her provider said, oh, well, we can send you over to the hospital next door if we need to. Mm. Like if it gets so bad that... Like like if she needs to be hospitalized for Uh. like her mental health. So... Wow. And then there was another woman who had had a baby a long time ago and she was mm-hmm. like just now seeing a pelvic floor PT for leaking pee.
2: Yeah.
0: Like years. Yeah. Years. Of it. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's so interesting is that it really mental health and physical health after baby affects everyone, no matter where you are mm-hmm. in the country, no matter what type of city you live in, mm-hmm whether it's you know a thriving metropolis yeah with tons and tons of resources or a tiny town and I experienced this moving around a lot and working in lots of different settings and lots of different cities and part of the reason why I wanted to do this was because that story yeah didn't hasn't changed and hasn't changed over 11 years or, or 50 <laughs> Millions, the oldest time. time, right? Right, yeah, and yeah, I just think it's. I mean, I love it when moms feel that they can come up to us and say, Totally, oh my gosh. I mean, there was another mama who said, Man, I wish I knew about this after my first kid. I was yep. having such a hard time, yep, you know, I felt awful, I, you know, I cried all the time, and yep. you know, and I just. I just wish we could go back in time and I know help everyone, but we're helping them now. Yeah. And
1: I think that's why this podcast is so important. And I'm really glad that we're not just doing like clinical work. Yeah. Um, We talked about this a lot this weekend too that having this platform is just allowing us to reach. So many more moms.
0: Yeah, it's very humbling,
1: but Mm
2: -hmm. also
0: very, very motivating. Exciting, yeah, Yeah. and motivating, and we are just very grateful that we're able to hashtag blessed, blessed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're able to do this work, yeah, and uh, that it's gonna help so many moms because that's. That's the thing. This is the last thing. And then we'll introduce today's guest, but
0: it probably won't be the last thing. It probably won't. No, that's a big lie.
1: But, oh man, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh. oh, no, I don't. Okay. Um, We don't need to see every single mama in the clinic. Yeah. Sometimes you just need some education. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need to know about intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need to have a course that tells you the best positions for this, Mm -hmm. the best positions for that. When to Kegel, not all the
0: time. And what to really expect. Yes, correct. You know, I mean, managing expectations is huge. Yeah. I mean, I'm so sick of this, of these childbirth courses or these, you know, what to expect, you know, in the hospital and all these things, which is important. I mean, yeah, you should know, you know, what the room is going to look like and, you know, that sort of thing, I guess. But the most important thing is, you know, you just need these resources and this knowledge. I mean, one of the mamas that took my birth prep course, when she finished, she said, she texted me and she said, I'm so glad I took your course over the one at the hospital. And and I was like, Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Why? She said, I don't need to know what the hallway looks like in the hospital. I need to know how to take care of the stitches in my veg. Yeah. I was like, that is very, very true for real. And I mean, after doing this work for so long, and I'm sure the same, you've had the same experience that it's, you know, we know what Mamas need and need to know, and what they're not getting. And so many people in my practice and my experience have been, man, I wish I knew this, or oh, why didn't they cover this, or how come nobody told me about this? Yep. You know, we spent all this time in the childbirth class about, you know, breastfeeding or what's an epidural? Yeah. Which
1: again is is important. important but they're missing it, a huge chunk. Yeah. And instead of getting it from, you know, like a lactation consultant or something, like, what about just like a mom, like a mentor more that like talks yeah. about it plainly <laughs> and, you know, is just real about what could happen. Right. Cause I think a lot of people are like, well, we don't want to scare moms. And it's like when you prep for surgery, they tell you all of the things that could happen that are bad. Right. Like we don't mind scaring people about that or about labor and delivery. Yeah. Women scare the hell out of us about labor and delivery. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Tracy talks about this a lot too. (laughs) Tracy Donegan, who founded Gentle App. Mm, mm -hmm. She's amazing. She's a midwife who... Does a lot of, we've talked about her before. Yeah, I want to know of, so much more about her. Yeah, she uses pain science and sports psychology and all this really cool stuff to help mamas do, get into a really great mind's headspace for birth. And she talks a lot about that, that um, how birth and labor is portrayed in the media, you know, it, like that movie Knocked Up. Oh, they're screaming, screaming and yeah. sweaty, and, you know. Get it! Hating their husband. I hate you. Yeah, Yeah. right? You did this to me. Yeah. (laughs) And if we have that kind of in our heads already, then we're anticipating. You're primed. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But... Anyway, well,
1: you'll probably hear much more about this
0: forever,
1: Forever ever, (laughs) ever. But our guest, our guest today is Mallory from the Formula Mom. I'm so excited to talk to her because she's awesome. She's really the only person I've seen in the Instagram space, which is albeit very small. Um, that gives really good education and knowledge surrounding formula. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's not just destigmatizing formula because that's important, but she mm-hmm. you know teaches you how to use formula, like which formula is good, like mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. you know, does it
1: matter if it's expensive or not expensive? Mm-hmm. Like all of this stuff. So I'm really excited she- to talk to her.
0: Yeah, and I think she offers an unbiased, judgment-free space to just provide facts yeah about formula, about how formula came to be, the history of formula, which is I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. And it's an advertising for formula and kind of all these things that really contribute to how a mom is making that decision. Yeah. And you know, I fed my kids formula, I did both. I breastfed and fed my kids formula and we talk about how you know the decision for me to go on formula was such a hard one and I had all this guilt and shame yeah, and all this, same. I mean, it just was like, and we talk about that with Mallory too, and I think a lot of mamas feel that way. Yeah. And why and that message of you know, breast is best versus fed is best. And yep. I just think it's really important that we all have our options. And we also know that we are lucky to live in a place and a society that mm-hmm. has those options for our babies. If breastfeeding isn't in the cards, amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, get my soapbox ready. Yeah. Um,
1: if you have any, uh, stories about formula feeding or you have any, um, if you just want to say hi, if you want to like Shoot the shit. Send us a little notey note. <laughs> email us at no mama left behind the podcast at gmail.com. I got it. Girl, I got it. She finally it. remembered what the email <laughs> was. Um, and enjoy Mallory from the Formula Mom. Here she comes. <laughs> Hi, moms. We are so excited to have such a great guest today. I reached out to her on Instagram a few times just because I was like, thank you for what you do. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so important. Yep. Um, and you have got quite the following sister. It's gotten, it's gotten real (laughs) crazy. It has. (laughs) So without further ado, this is, uh, Mallory Whitmore. She is the formula mom on the gram. And Mallory, why don't you just give us like a short little bio of what it is that you do for moms besides make them feel normal and validated and, um, how you got your start. Mm
2: -hmm. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a a podcast talking to you guys. (laughs) As you mentioned, I'm Mallory. I'm the formula mom. I am a mom of two. My oldest is almost five. My youngest is two. And I'm a certified infant feeding technician. So I run the Formula Mom as an online educational platform for parents who need support and information about how to formula feed successfully and safely. And I got my start doing that just out of my own experience with my daughter, um, I had intended to breastfeed. I thought I would breastfeed just like, mm-hmm. I think still breastfeed. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, you know, it was so, so difficult from the very start due to a whole number of factors and realized that there was no real good place to get judgment-free evidence-based information about formula feeding. Yeah. So I spent the last couple of years going back to school and doing my research and I did some work for a formula company and then decided to launch the formula mom to fill that gap that I felt, um, when I needed somewhere to turn to for formula advice. That's amazing.
1: So Mm -hmm. is there, so the infant feeding like tech, like, tell me more about like, what does that include? Yeah. I've never heard of it.
2: Yeah. So it's typically a role that exists inside the hospital. I have not inside of a hospital, But it's essentially the equivalent of a lactation consultant, and their job is to make sure that feeds are prepared safely and accurately, doing formula education with parents, um, feeding education in general, making sure that the feeds that are provided meet the nutrition needs that are indicated by the nurses or um, pediatrician on staff, that sort of Mm thing.
0: Is this specific to newborns, or do you work with kids and babies kind of through the lifespan as they're transitioning over to solids and that sort of thing, or is it mainly just kind Mm -hmm. of new moms and new babies?
2: Up through 12 months. Okay. Yeah. So the duration of infancy. That's awesome.
0: Got it. We did not have that in my hospitals.
2: I was was going to ask if that's, yeah, Mm -hmm. if that's a thing. It's new for sure. Okay, I think, um, it's a growing specialty. I hope that we see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, we're just starting to see, um, more of the parent education piece versus just, you know, all the technicians back in the room, making sure everything is, you know, working and safe and appropriate for the infants that are there. Um, but yeah, it's certainly needed. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I want to know more about your story with breastfeeding. <laughs> um, if you're open to that, Oh, of course, because I know Marcy and I, we talk, um, in an episode that's coming up about our experiences. So I'd love to hear um, the trials and tribulations (laughs) of your breastfeeding journey.
2: Absolutely. So um, going into my, I was never one of those people that felt super strongly about breastfeeding. Mm. I was not breastfed myself. Um, It seemed like that made sense to do because that's what everybody said you should do, and I'm a okay. course so I was like, okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, breastfeeding class at the hospital, and you know, I talked to my OB and everybody else about, it, and I was like, great, we'll do it. Um, but I don't, I don't know that I had any like a big sense of commitment around it uh, even to begin with. And then um, I was diagnosed with placenta previa at mm. eight, ended up having a complete previa still at 30 weeks, and so they oh, did an elective, or not excuse me, not elective. <laughs> a plan C section at 36 weeks, five days in order <laughs> to minimize the risk of a hemorrhage. So, yeah. um, so my daughter was early and it took me a while to really realize that like, if she would have stayed in there on their own, she could have been in there another like five weeks. Right. Yes. She, she was like, you know, considered early, you know, just barely almost term, but not great. Right. Um, yeah. But it was just clear from the start. She was not ready to be on the outside. Like, yeah. You know, She was really sleepy. She did not have um, a good suck. She really struggled to try to coordinate her breathing and her sucking. She had some breathing issues and was in the transitional nursery for a while. So we didn't get the golden hour Um, for about six hours. um, after And it just, things got off to like a poor start (laughs) in that that sense. Um, So, but I was like, okay, but we're doing this. So I started pumping. We we're trying to get her to latch. She wasn't getting much. And then her weight started going down. Um, by the third day we were in the hospital, she had lost 12% of her body a lot, generally anything over 10%, they start to get concerned. So they were like, we should start introducing formula. Um, and then it was just sort of the cascade that I hear from a lot of parents of like, well, we started using formula and then she started to prefer the bottle. So then I was like, well, I can exclusively pump. But then like, I couldn't keep up exclusively pumping with what she needed. And she was still losing weight. And then by about five weeks, I was like, this is insanity. Yeah. I cannot keep going to the doctor for weight checks. She's clearly not getting what she needs. Mm -hmm. I really devolved into postpartum depression very quickly. Um, I think pumping, I know that pumping was a huge part of it. And you spend your
0: entire day
2: pumping. Yes. Pumping and, feeding, pumping, pumping and feeding, feeding pumping, and pumping and feeding, and washing.
0: Yeah. And washing, yeah, and measuring and stressing out. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. you just are pumping constantly.
2: Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And then, you know, this that combined with the feeling of like, gosh, I'm two weeks in, I'm three weeks in, I'm five weeks in, and I'm already failing at this, right? Yeah, you like, right, still right. not gaining weight.
1: Totally. You
2: know, busting my butt to try to get this figured out and it's still not working. Um, and so around five weeks. We decided to switch, and that was really at the encouragement of my husband and my PCP and my child's doctor. Of like, mm-hmm. this is not serving you or your daughter yeah, right, right, healthy right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really was grateful to have those people in my life who were like, "Hold up, like this is not, this is not helping anyone. You <laughs> can't keep going down this path." Yeah.
1: Um, Did you see a lactation consultant for breastfeeding?
2: I did in the hospital. Um, I did not after I came home. What was your experience like? It was really challenging for me. I, she kept coming around and just saying, okay, you know, just keep putting her to the breast, you know, try hand expressing and then, you know, putting a little bit on your finger. And I like, there was nothing coming. And I think part of that was, you know, I had the C-section. It was so early. Yeah. coming I in, mean, I couldn't even express anything. Yeah. So truly my baby was getting nothing for a good, you know, a good few days. Mm. Um, and so I didn't feel like she was very validating. Um, yeah. I feel like she was taking my concerns seriously about my baby acting hungry and losing weight. Right. Um, yep. Yeah. It didn't feel like a super collaborative relationship. Effort. Like
1: yeah. 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 The experience that I had with the lactation consultant, um, I was really wanting to be like neutral, right? Like, I didn't want to go yeah. in there thinking that they would be these like judgy women, right? Mm-hmm. I really wanted to give them like a fair shot.
2: Yeah. But
1: I walked in and it was like, breast is best. Here's how to, bre-. like, I didn't see one thing about formula. And I get that they mm-hmm. are lactation consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the things you're saying are resonating with me too. Like, I remember just talking about like how big my breasts were because they were like, Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Noxious. And I, I couldn't get into a comfortable position. I couldn't do it. Like, like the moms that were like in the supermarket and they just go like this, yeah. <laughs> their baby. I needed like seven pillows, like a body, <laughs> like just uh-huh. the right. And I remember yeah. her going, they really aren't that big. And I was like, Oh my I don't like, and obviously that's like You're not like, that big they big are for me. Yeah,
0: it's like <laughs> yeah. why? What is the point of even like saying why? that? Why? would you say that? And yeah. How do you know? Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Is that is that helpful? No.
0: Yeah. yeah. How is that helpful?
1: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to, uh, we, we do a, a uh, episode on language.
0: Yeah. I was just mm-hmm. thinking that when you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: how they, they say like failure to progress and mm-hmm. like unfavorable cervix. And that would be yeah. cool to do with a lactation consultant. Mm-hmm. To yeah. see Like how that can,
2: yeah. Happen. Because yeah, a lot of the language postpartum is deficit-based like that.
1: Totally. If, you
2: know, yes. your mom's the feeling their failures center. when you know, they exit this experience with a list of the things that have failed. Yeah. yeah. You know, all you know it's,
0: it's something. interesting that you said a deficit, that's such a telling yes, explanation. Yeah. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. And with My first one, I had a great experience breastfeeding him and Mm -hmm. around like 10 months, he didn't want to do it anymore, but I didn't want to stop. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to really be okay with giving him formula. And my mom and my friends were like, Mercy, why is this like such a hard decision for you? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel Mm -hmm. like I'm doing something wrong. And I don't know... Why I felt that way, and with my second, who we talked about in the previous episode, was a nightmare. Oh my god, we had so many problems (laughs) feeding with him. And finally, (laughs) I got to the point. I think at like four or five months, I was just like, "That's it. Like, I can't be pumping all the time. I can't be trying to feed you. You don't feed. Then I pump. Then I have to supplement." I was like, "I'm Uh, not." No,
2: the triple feeding. No, no.
0: Yes, that's what I was doing, and it was like mm. nightmare. Nightmare, yeah, and I felt better about it my second time around with yeah. him. I was like, I'm like, Formula was fine with Jonathan, my first one, and I was like, let's go, you know. I was like, we're doing, it. but yeah. it's so, but like, I don't know what changed for me. Maybe that I didn't feel as guilty. I don't know why I didn't feel as guilty yeah. the second time around versus the first time, but it was so. I wrestled with that decision for oh, yeah, so long, and I beat myself up about it, and I was just. Why? Well, it's one
1: of those things where, like, if I was to say, I think I'm gonna switch to formula, you would be like, Oh my god, do it. Like, yeah, formula is fine, Mm -hmm. but then when it's your
0: decision, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what's your experience with that, Mallory? Why Mm -hmm. is it that there's so much why is this such a hard quote unquote decision? And why do we feel so strongly that we are feeling as moms or that Mm Stigmatized, stigmatized, yeah, or shame. the shame, the shame, and the guilt yeah. around it. Like, what is that? What is that? Why? Do, tell me. Everything. Tell us
2: why. <laughs>
0: tell us why, Mallory. <laughs> you know,
2: I, I think it's multifaceted. I think there are a few, a few pieces to it. So, I think number one that we live in a very achievement-based culture. Mm-hmm. I that you know we have more college-educated women that are becoming moms than ever before, who are used to deciding to do something, trying their best at it, and having it work. I think, um, there's a lot about motherhood that really turns that upside down thinking that like, Oh, I can just work hard enough and then it'll just, it'll be successful.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. So I we think that's part of it. We can't control this little tiny human. I
2: know. Right. Like that was, that was so difficult for me. Yes. Be like, perfectionists oh, this have a really difficult amen. time. Amen. Amen. Yes, yeah. absolutely. For me. So I think that's part of it. I think number two is that, and I know we'll talk a little bit about breast is best and where that came from, but we're really inundated with benefits yeah. of breastfeeding, why breastfeeding is important, um, how it's going to help your baby be smarter or healthier or stronger, how it's going to help you, um, mm-hmm. you know, reduce your risk of cancer, or whatever else we're really inundated with that information from all sides, from society, largely from our friend groups, from our pediatrician, from our OB, from our PCP, from our doctor, yeah anybody that you interact with in this supermarket half the time, um, yeah. wants yeah. to know how you're feeding your baby. So we get that, that input from everywhere. And then I think the third piece is, especially in the last 10 years or so, there has been this association that's developed with attachment parenting at, Oh, and we could do a whole, a whole, this idea that like, You know, if you want to have a secure attachment with your baby, if you want to bond with your baby, you have to do these six prescriptive things. And breastfeeding is on that list. And somehow that has gotten equated to like loving your baby.
1: Oh, my God. Um, Oh, interesting. If you
2: care about your baby, you'll do these things. And breastfeeding is on that list. And so, you know, opting out of that and trying to unwork, sort of untangle all of those messages that you've received and decide that you don't believe those things. It's really difficult especially when you have like two brain cells working because yeah. he, yes right and you're
0: not sleeping yeah right and you're exhausted and yeah. your hormones are going everywhere and you just went through Oh surgery. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah 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 and you have the baby blues and yeah. postpartum depression and you and can't tell up from down yeah. and you already can't make decisions because it's yeah. hard mm-hmm. right yeah the the thing i was thinking about for number 2 that you talked about I'm reflecting on the breastfeeding classes that we took. Mm -hmm. They didn't say shit about thrush, about nipple shields, about Mm -hmm. how you can do mastitis, about different Mm -hmm. positions. Everything.
2: Flat nipples, inverted nipples. No, no.
1: Everything was, here's why you should breastfeed. Mm -hmm. It was only the benefits of breast milk, which is like undisputable. Like, yes, it is for sure better. But that doesn't
0: mean that breastfeeding is better overall for your family. Right. And I think that's so important what you said, too, about making the equating those choices with love and showing that, you know, if you don't make those choices, then you don't love your baby. And that totally resonated with me because that's what I felt. I felt mm-hmm. if I didn't do all these things, then that's going to show yeah. the outside world and show myself that yep. mm-hmm. I don't love, I don't care enough to sacrifice, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. who I am as a mom. So yeah. I'm up all night pumping or whatever, you know. And mm-hmm. my mom was very, you know, in the very beginning of my first baby. My mom is a retired Air Force colonel, and she's like very much <laughs> a like retired yeah. Air Force a reti- colonel, a reti- yeah. <laughs> like the first women in the service, like as an officer. I mean, she's like a total badass, and yeah. she was like. She's like, oh, breastfeed on demand and put your baby to sleep on their back. She's like, way to make a new mom miserable. And she was, like, <laughs> and she was right. And she came mm-hmm. home one day with formula. She's like, here, I'm going to make up a bottle. And I was like, "No," but she, but like, she was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and she's, she said all the time, you know, you and your sister were breast or were bottle mm-hmm. fed. You're yep. fine. Yep. Yeah. Pillar of mm-hmm. health. She's like, yeah. why are you so, she's like, you're making yourself miserable.
1: Yeah. Why are you doing that? Do you know what I noticed though? And Mallory, I don't know if you've come to this realization too, but I was freaking miserable. I had been breastfeeding for four months. We had thrush like three or four times, yeah, I had that a few times, which yeah. is medicine for us and for them. And that's like one more thing to do, <laughs> squirting it in their mouth. Yeah. And uh-huh. I realized that I was breastfeeding. I was continuing to breastfeed, even though it clearly wasn't working. No one was happy. She was fussy. I was fussy. My husband was miserable yeah. because I was worried about what people would think of me as a mother. And so in that respect, I was prioritizing my own mm-hmm. well-being yeah. over baby
2: mm-hmm.
1: where people say, if you stop breastfeeding, then you're selfish. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And yeah. then I was like, gone. Yeah. on. Yeah, Yeah.
2: I have absolutely, both in myself and, you know, in talking to other women in the space, had that realization of like, okay, am I really doing this because I think it's best for my baby or is it my own ego?
1: Right. A thousand percent. Yeah.
2: That's hard to hear. That's hard Mm -hmm. to wrap around, you know, to think that maybe your ego could actually be prioritizing what you want over what could be actually better for your baby. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah but I, I see it all the time and yeah. I for myself too.
0: So is this kind of where the breast is best? Yeah. Tell, us. Comes in tell with, us. Yeah. Tell us the, yeah.
2: you know, it's tricky and you reference your mom. You know, I talked about how my mom formula fed, um, myself and my two sisters as well. So the pendulum has really swung mm. you know, back in the day, um, in the seventies and eighties, particularly there was really a lot of stigma against breastfeeding. It, you know, it sort of came about with the sexual revolution and women entering the workforce and um, was like, hey, formula gives women freedom. Yes, everybody should formula feed like this is this is great. Um, and There was a lot of stigma against breastfeeding mothers. Um, and then what we saw in the 70s was really um, unethical marketing practices from formula companies, particularly Nestle who were going out into Africa, third world countries, and, um, marketing their formula as being number one, superior to breast milk Mm. and, um, getting families essentially hooked on formula because then, you know, obviously if you're not putting baby to the breast, then your milk dries up. Yep. And then you had these families who couldn't afford to continue buying formula after Nestle got them hooked, or they didn't have a clean water source. Mm. Um, and so their formula was diluted or contaminated and it led to a bunch of, um, infant deaths and oh my God. malnutrition. And it was so holy, bad.
0: Holy shit. Why? Did um, do
2: that? yeah, I, just deeply unethical. And so as a result of this in the seventies, there, um, was a growing movement away from promoting formula use at all. Um, and to, to try to sort of turn the tide the breast is best move making about, you know, to to help people realize that actually breast milk is nutritionally superior um, and to empower women to know that they could choose to feed their babies from their breasts if they wanted to. Yeah. Uh, try to course correct. Now, you know, here in 2021, 2020, 2021, um, I think that we have course corrected too far, you mm-hmm. know, from oh, breastfeeding is bad, formula is good, to breastfeeding is good, formula is bad. Yeah. And there has just been a complete lack of nuance, I think for decades now about, you know, ultimately there's no best and worst. There's whatever works for your family.
0: Right. Right. Exactly.
2: And, you know, neither of those choices are ever going to be the right choice for yeah. every single family. It's just not possible.
1: And isn't that when, cause I know on formula, you can see it says breast milk is more nutritionally dense, blah, blah, blah. So didn't the who slap some Mm -hmm. sanctions on formula companies?
2: Yeah. So the world health organization put together, it's called the international code of marketing against the use of breast milk substitutes. And so it prevents formula companies from doing conventional advertising. So like, you'll never see an infant formula advertised on TV. You'll never see an infant formula um, advertisement in a magazine, yeah. You know, sometimes you'll see toddler formulas or you know, whatever else, but infant formula, right you know. yeah, yeah, uh, that's great. That's so yeah, and then awesome. it requires that they have that disclaimer on formula bottles, which are formula containers, which is really difficult, right? Because by the time you're opening a container formula, like the breastfeeding ship has sailed, like you have Correct. decided that that's no longer working for you. So, to see breast is best on your formula container can be really. Triggering, really yeah. It
0: was well, for me. It's, 100%. it's not like
1: a mom's going to be like, "I wonder if I should do formula." Oh, oh breast is best. Oh, oh actually,
0: I'll put I... this
2: back. No, right. like that ship has sailed. So <laughs> right. I've I... never heard that before. Yeah. I'm well, so glad I that it's on my formula container. Yes. i to put that so, right back. Yeah, so I understand why it's there. You know, it's a small price to pay to, yeah. to make things right for the yeah. just atrocities that that happened in the '70s with Nestle. But at this point, it does feel a little like,
0: yeah, yeah. redundant. And the thing that is so, you know, interesting about, I I mean, with my client population and with the mamas that I work with, I always tell them, you know, lots of things happen during birth. Lots of (laughs) interventions are available to us you know, my job is to make sure that you're educated and informed Mm -hmm. and you make the right decision. And it's not, you know, I never will judge you if you end up with a C-section or if you try a VBAC. I mean, whatever Mm -hmm. happens, happens. My job is to support you and help you. And I feel the same way about feeding too. I mean, we are lucky in my opinion to be Mm -hmm. in a society where we have the options. If we can't Mm -hmm. breastfeed for whatever reason, if it's not working out for us from a mental health standpoint or physical standpoint, we have the option for formula. So we are healthy and our babies can grow and get what they need. Yeah, And same Mm -hmm. for C-sections, you know, if, I mean, childbirth was the leading cause of death (laughs) for moms for years. So it's like Mm -hmm. C-sections save lives, you know, it's, we are lucky that we have this option. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, we shouldn't be attaching this good versus bad situation Mm -hmm. for moms. I mean, we already deal with so much other shit. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to be, you know, to the point where we just feel like terrible if we're choosing Mm -hmm. what somebody else isn't choosing.
1: Yeah. Mallory, I've seen on your, Mm -hmm. um, your posts that, you know, not every, just because it's natural doesn't mean it's better. Right. so like, it's not natural for people who have diabetes to take Mm -hmm. insulin, right? If they didn't, then they would die.
2: Yeah. Like, and is that actually preferable? Like, yes. So, yeah, so I really
1: like that point because it's like, yes, you know, and especially in the birthing space, it's like, you know, I, when you think of like the perfect mom on Instagram, she's eco-conscious, she is non-toxic, she Uh supports conscious attachment parenting, she, you know, had a home birth with a doula and, you know, like all of this, the quote unquote, like the ideal, like way Mm -hmm. to be a mom. And formula doesn't fit into that equation.
2: Oh, definitely not. And you, know, I, I tell people all the time. So I had two plan C-sections. I formula fed both kids. I had gestational diabetes. Like I did baby food. I did not do baby led weaning. Like I am the anti-poster child. <laughs> <laughs> ah, We've trained my first, like, uh-huh. you know, and, but I think it's important for somebody to stand up and say like, y'all, if you want to do those things, those, you know, oh, I don't want to say that's not the word, but like those sort of new age, let's call it age. new age. That's the word. Um, those sort of new age things, because that you like them, they're important to you. They, yeah. make you feel good. That's great. Totally. Yeah. Um, but just know that like the research does not say that your child's going to be any better off meaningfully. If you do those things or not, but yeah. so because you want, not because you're scared that you're going to ruin your kid. If you don't.
1: Yeah. Right. Do you know what, do you know of the field? Psycho neuro that's emerging. No. Oh God. Okay. So geek out after this okay. and look mm-hmm. it up. But it's basically the study of how like our thoughts um and our mental well-being can change the course of diseases. I believe that. So I'm yeah. really interested to know mm-hmm. with that emerging how the data will change because breast milk is nutritionally. Mm-hmm. Optimal. Right. Yeah. But if the mental health of, a, of the mother is declining, yeah. it, does that counteract the benefits of the breast milk if she oh, is struggling? Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. personally, I,
2: yeah, anecdotally, absolutely. And I think yeah. some research, yeah, you're right. It's coming out to say, you know, the single most important thing is that you have a healthy, attached, loving, engaged caregiver. Yeah. If bed sharing or breastfeeding or baby wearing or home birthing or whatever prevents you from being that, you know, from being an engaged, healthy, emotionally, whatever, yeah. it's costing your baby more than it's benefiting. Totally. Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. Yeah. So, oh, interesting. so let's talk about, you know, going forward. Like I, mm-hmm. I told everyone that I knew, I was like, I don't understand why it's not try breastfeeding.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that doesn't work. Try pumping. That doesn't work. Go to formula. Like that's it.
0: Yeah. Why isn't that the the sequence Mm -hmm. of events?
1: Like, is that like in your opinion, in your professional opinion, Mm -hmm. what do you think Mm -hmm. it should be going
0: forward as far Mm -hmm. as feeding and education for mom?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is we need more well-rounded holistic education where, you know, you see people that say, oh, you know, breast isn't best, informed is best. And it's like, yes, informed is best if you're actually providing all of the information. Yeah. And I, what's really been missing is, um, you know, it reminds me a little bit of like abstinence only sex education. Yes. So they're like, oh, well, if we just don't teach people about formula, then they won't use formula when in reality, that's not true. They use formula and they just don't do it safely or correctly. That's a great. And so, great. you know, yeah. sort of, creating a more holistic well-rounded way to educate new moms about you know here's how you breastfeed successfully here's what formula is and isn't this is what the high quality research actually says um this is what the statistics say you know most parents don't realize that according to the CDC 75% of families have used formula by 6 months 75% and so you know Every mom I talk to feels like they're the only one, but that's because no one's talking about it because yeah. it's traumatized. When in reality, everybody almost is using formula and that number. Can you make t-shirts that say I used formula. Yes, seriously. I'll sell them. That'll be great. They stand um, with formula. Yes. <laughs> Justice for formula. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, so I think just more well-rounded mm-hmm. education so that parents truly know what their options are. And then I think a big part of it is really talking to parents about what their goals and priorities are for their postpartum period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of parents really think through, um, how much of your postpartum experience is dictated by how your feeding journey unfolds, right? Because that's pretty much all you do for the first three months. Yes. Feed that baby. So, you know, if feeding your baby's not going well, your whole postpartum experience is going to suck. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And so, like, really talking to parents about, okay, you know, you can have a healthy baby with a secure attachment who is gaining weight appropriately no matter how you feed. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. So given that knowledge, what are your goals and how yeah. can we support you towards your goals, knowing that formula or breastfeeding can get you towards those goals? Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, just opening up the conversation about. Yeah. I think that's all the options. So, yeah,
0: that's so important.
1: I think, you know, in other countries, they have like midwives that come
2: to the house. Yes. after Born mm-hmm. to see. And pelvic floor PTs. Oh, really? Amen. Oh. Yes. Oh, in France? France. Oh, yeah. You know about that? Like,
1: I didn't know they like come to the house, like do oh, house
2: yeah.
0: calls. Oh, yeah. It's oh, subsidized by the government. Yeah. It's just yeah. standard of care. Standard
2: of care. Public
0: floor PT comes in at six mm-hmm. weeks post to your house. They call it perineal rehab in France. Oh, my God. And, yeah. um, not shocking, but Fran- women in France have way less rates of mm-hmm. long-term incontinence, prolapse, pain with yeah. sex, corrective surgery, mm-hmm. all, the things all of it. Really yeah. 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 I,
1: know. I know. Well, but how, so here's the one, the one issue I see with mm-hmm. that plan is I feel like there would need to be a follow-up at six mm-hmm. weeks or whatever, because mm-hmm. pretty much 0% of people know what to expect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah you know, you can make a plan and say, I think these are my priorities, but then they'll probably change.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of that, part of the challenge there is that, you know, outside of lactation consultants, and I know like my hospital has a lactation clinic you can go to, to get help after discharge and whatever else, there's no real provider other than your pediatrician that family go to for help with formula right now. And the challenge is that pediatricians are generalists, right? Like they have to know yeah. everything about everything from birth to age 18. Yeah. What means is most of them are not super duper um, up to date on like what's happening in the formula world. Mm-hmm. Have or
1: breastfeeding.
2: Oh, yeah. Or breastfeeding. That matter. That matter. Yeah. Um, and you also have some practices that have financial incentives with certain brands or certain companies. Oh, promote their formula. And so there's just, there hasn't been a lot of like really good unbiased info, which is, you know, why I started my, my, um, but yeah, there's, there's absolutely just a dearth of resources. um, Yeah. Once you realize that you're sort of out of the breastfeeding world, you're thrown to the, the wolves a bit.
0: I felt really lucky my pediatrician that I had with my first um she was great and she specialized mm-hmm. in childhood nutrition and awesome. kind of yeah she was really she did a lot of research on um childhood mm-hmm. obesity and stuff and she was very supportive of whatever mm-hmm. we wanted to do breastfeeding or formula feeding and I feel like she maybe was the only one Mm -hmm. that was like that. And I think an outlier, Yeah, especially in why I had my babies in Portland and Portland is very Mm -hmm. wonderful. It's a great, I loved living there. It's a great Mm -hmm. city. People in Portland are great. We love you, Portland. Really good. wine. Um, but I, I did feel kind of a little bit like an outsider when I started Mm -hmm. on formula with both my kids in Portland. Yeah.
1: That makes sense. Regionally, Mm -hmm.
0: it can make a difference.
1: Yeah. 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 I felt like, um, my pediatrician, so my daughter lost weight too. She was like right over the, the 10%. Um, because my milk took a couple days to come in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she said, Oh, yeah, you know, su- supplement with formula, like, didn't make a big deal yeah. of it. Um, I was going back to the lactation consultant because, surprise, mm-hmm. breastfeeding was very painful. Apparently, uh. not supposed to hurt. If I heard one more person say that. Yeah. So I went there and they were like, oh, she told you to use formula. Did you use it? Did you don't use the formula? Oh, don't. And I was oh, like, no. Yeah. What? And like, they would say, I think I'm not allowed to diagnose, but I'm pretty sure that's a tongue tie. And then I'd go to my mm-hmm. pediatrician. They'd be, like, and they'd be no, like, no, it looks fine. Yeah. Tongue tie. I'm like, what yeah. the can you guys like yeah. chat or something because right. I'm getting <laughs> conflicting information. Yeah. Can you
0: guys just work uh, this
1: out on your own until Can I we know. do a conference call? Yeah. Where yeah. All of us can hash this out.
2: Well, and I think at the end of the day the difference there is like your pediatrician is on team baby and right. maybe this is controversial but your lactation consultant is on team breastfeeding.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: you yeah. know, the goals are different there in terms of like, yeah. You know, yeah. And game should be. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's tough.
1: Word. And here's the thing. I know that there are lots of amazing lactation consultants. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. I talked to them on Instagram. Absolutely.
1: Are out there. And I, if you have any that you recommend, mm-hmm. we will include them because yes. I've been mm-hmm. looking on the gram for them actually. For Someone okay, yes. not
0: judgmental,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, like to help yes. moms.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know a couple of really great formula friendly ones, um, that I refer people to when they're like, hey, my breastfed baby won't take a bottle and I want to switch to formula or right. yeah, you know, yeah. my milk, all those sorts of things. So yeah, I have a couple, I'll send them over. You can put them in the show notes.
0: Yeah. That awesome. would be awesome. Well, Mallory, this was, we thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I could talk about this for like a million years. I know so. Me I too. Know. I'm like,
0: <laughs> I have so many what? other things. I, I know.
1: Say. Maybe we'll, maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll have to have it. you come back. We'll do a part. And do. That's great. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll we appreciate it. Um, where can our listeners find you? What are some things that you have available for them? Give us all the deets.
2: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok at the formula mom or my website, which is the I have a really great free resource that I give to everybody, which is, I call it my free formula guide. It's my curated list of recommended formulas based on needs. So like great formulas for brand new babies, great for babies uh who need a sensitive reduced lactose formula, whatever else. So that's free to download. And then I also have um uh, my Formula 101 handbook and and that's just like all things practical, how you formula feed safely and successfully. Oh good of wow. um my fast track formula finder, which is basically an online tool where you can put in your baby symptoms and it'll provide a formula recommendation based on what you need. And so uh, yeah. <laughs> Look at
0: us. I know I'm
1: like, about our, our listeners can't see us, but both of our mouths were just wide open. That is I know. Yes. Okay. This is why I love
0: this podcast so much and love this whole situation mm-hmm. because all of the people in our circle and who we're bringing on the show as guests mm-hmm. are really dedicated to helping moms. Yes. I mean, this is really a yeah. guide and what you're saying. I mean, obviously it helps the babies do, but this is yeah. just making it so much easier for moms. So we don't mm-hmm. have to try to yeah. figure this shit out at three o'clock in the morning. And yeah. it's coming yeah. from,
2: that's my goal. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's a trusted source and it's all in one yeah. place and you get the resources yeah. that you need. And it's really about making this whole experience for moms easier. So we're supported and validated Mm -hmm. and have what they need. I mean, those are amazing resources.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I know that they're helpful. And I really, you know, I just remember with my daughter, like it was like 9 PM standing in the formula aisle, crying, being like, where do I even begin? And other moms from that experience. So that's always like, Oh,
0: I remember I was on formula. Um, all these threads on Facebook and social media oh, yes. and I yeah. was about to order the formula from Germany or wherever the mm-hmm. fuck it was
1: oh my god, Whatever god that's yes. called, but then they said it's not regulated mm-hmm. yeah and like and then refrigerated I semi oh my
0: god I can't do yeah. that yeah I was like well maybe I just need the organic what like I just went <laughs> bananas and then finally my husband yeah. was like go pick out A formula, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm in the powder, the <laughs> liquid, and this I, one's nine hundred dollars, and this I one's four twenty-five. I, no. I
2: was
1: Sean, my husband would like mm-hmm. get a bottle or something, and I'd be like, Don't yes. touch that! It has been out for approximately thirty-seven minutes. <laughs> it can only be out for yes. thirty-four
0: minutes. Yes. Can't use it. Yeah, that changes uh-huh. when you second kid. I'll yes. tell you that right. Second yes. <laughs> <laughs> one, so you're like, it's fine. Just roll it around. Like it's probably fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. Put some it's water fine. in it.
1: Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, we're really going to have to bring you back because yeah, we, we keep is... on saying things. Yeah,
2: yes. absolutely.
1: Well, thank you so much. We appreciate Valerie. it. This thank you for
2: having me. This has been so fun. All
1: so awesome. yay. Enjoy your weekend and we yeah. will see you soon.
0: That blew my mind. Same girl. Okay. The only reason
1: I knew about it prior to this is because I follow her on the gram.
0: Yeah, I had no idea about the Africa thing and Nestle. I mean, what the actual fuck? I know. We still need to figure out why they
1: went over there to begin with.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think we need to do some research
1: and like update the folks. Oh. I need. I need to know more.
0: Yeah, I do too. I mean, I I just think that's in. I mean
1: I <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, but I I hope that you as the listeners just understand a little more why breast is best really like we talk about the pendulum had to swing right hard so
0: far in the, the other, other way
1: yeah and hopefully with people like the formula mom and with women being open and honest about formula feeding the pendulum doesn't need to swing the other direction again and it can just land gently in the middle right and if you want to breastfeed do it if you don't
0: don't right <laughs> i just don't i mean why does it even have to be a thing I like why know. does it have to be a thing why can't know. we just do what's best for us and our families and our babies and it's why is it why is this even an issue i would like to know i don't know I don't know.
1: I mean I th- I think that's why. I think because formula was pushed for so long and then they were like wait 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 this is a lie breast milk is actually more nutrient dense which is true which is true. Um but I would like to see some like long longitudinal studies to see like they say it has all these benefits. What uh breast milk Right, right. like immunity, like blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. My husband was formula fed from the jump, and he is literally the healthiest person I know. Yeah. So, like, I would just like to know.
0: Long term. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting for sure. Maybe we'll have her back.
1: Yeah. She's a smart lady. She is very smart. I liked chatting
0: with her. I did too. I did too. I learned a lot. Holy moly. Samesies. same z's. And I guess, you know, moral of the story is- it's okay. Formula is okay. Yes. You don't need to make yourself miserable if breastfeeding is not working out. Yep. And it's okay to feel sad if breastfeeding is not working yeah. out and you wanted to and couldn't do it. It should be like a birth plan
1: where like you have a plan, but you know Perfect. that like
0: yeah, a lot of things may not turn yeah. out that way. Yeah. And that piece of advice from the nurse that I heard talk to moms about you know making it as when you're pregnant, remember? Uh uh-uh. We talked about this. That nurse, that lactation consultant said, you know, when you're pregnant now, you need to make breastfeeding oh, a goal. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And you do everything that you can do in your power to do that. Yeah. I just don't think that's not healthy. For don't anyone. agree with that. Yeah. And formula is there if you need it, and it's okay. Yeah, and it's also okay if you really
1: want to make breastfeeding work and you really fight to keep doing it. That's exactly right. And you breastfeed for as long as you want. Yep. You do you, boo. Again, this new proposed model that is not scientifically based by me. What? But I really think (laughs) it should be try breastfeeding. The three E's? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Try breastfeeding. If that
0: doesn't work, try pumping. And if that doesn't
1: work, go
0: to formula. I mean, it seems so simple, right? So
1: crazy. Can't you see that chart like in a textbook? Here is how it should go.
0: Table 3A. Yeah. (laughs) It's so crazy. It just might work. (laughs) (laughs) But but should we just touch on the three E's really quick? (laughs) Effort. Effort. Empathy.
1: Empathy. (laughs) Extra care care
2: those are it. those
0: are the three e's for so, what i think we so we made those up we did make those up on the fly and for what episode did we do that
1: uh, oh for changing the
0: narrative or like the language oh in hospitals and such yes same with breastfeeding
1: feel free to quote us <laughs> and use that as framework
0: <laughs> empathy professionals
1: everywhere Effort, effort,
0: extra, extra care. care. That's what we need for our, okay. for our feeding mamas. Yeah.
1: All right. All right, guys. Wipe from back to front. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do your meditations, what? uh, book a therapist and we'll see you next time. hmm Smash all the buttons. Yep.
0: Subscribe, download, rate and review. We love you. NMLB. The Down There Docs online programs help you actually enjoy motherhood and the postpartum journey because let's face it, motherhood and wrangling your kids is hard enough without having to be constantly thinking about your bladder or your pelvic floor. Whether you are currently pregnant, two hours postpartum, two weeks postpartum, or eight years after baby, it's time you finally give yourself the opportunity to be taken care of. The Down There Docs online programs will give you quick, easy, actionable exercises, information, and necessary tidbits. So you can not only go into your delivery clear-headed and confident, but you can start recovering quicker and easier. And you aren't thinking about your pelvic floor coming in to ruin the party. You'll learn things like proper pelvic floor exercise, safety, tummy workouts, how to get back under the sheets with your boo without pain or stress and how to actually prepare for delivery to give yourself the best chances possible to reducing significant tearing and trauma to your pelvic floor. Join hundreds of women in a private, safe, and fun community, along with a team of medical providers that actually have your back and are rooting for you. It's like combining your besties with your medical team. What could be better? Join now if you're pregnant or if you're at any stage postpartum for 20% off using code NMLB20 at thedowntheredoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. That's nmlb twenty. At www.thedowntheredoc.com for twenty percent off any single course or bundled program. See you in there. Mm-hmm.